0: From swimming, college, and beyond, this is the life of a D1 athlete, and you're listening to the Muppet Speed Podcast. I'm your host, Lewis Burris, and let's just dive right into the first ever Muppet Speed Podcast. I'd like to take a quick second to thank the people who've taken the time out of their day to tune in and listen to a British bloke speak for 20 plus minutes or so. When I first decided to start this project and came up with the idea, I was met with a few questions. The one that stuck out to me most was, Lewis, why, why decide to start a podcast during a worldwide pandemic? And the first answer that honestly came to my mind was, we all have a story. And whether you think your story is interesting or not, I can assure you that there are going to be listeners across the country, hopefully in Dubai, in the UK as well, that when they hear these stories, they'll take motivation from them, inspiration, and a level of interest which not many of us would expect. I realized that I have a story to tell, and here it is. I've been in the swimming community now for well over a decade. I was born in a place called Preston in the United Kingdom, and i moved to dubai at the age of three months old with my mom and my dad and dubai essentially for me was the first place where i was introduced to swimming and almost was a catalyst for where i am now although i wish i could say my journey in swimming has been smooth it definitely has not but it has ended me up at the university of south carolina And as a D1 athlete So let's dive into how on earth I ended up 7,000 miles away And on the other side of the planet It all started when I was about 7 or 8 years old I uh, I was going to swim lessons once a week For a club called Speedo Aquatics In my high school's swimming pool And I really was not very good I was last in the lane, I didn't want to be there and I was a very tall, lanky and almost scrawny child and from that, that meant I got cold very very easily and no matter how many times I would complain about not wanting to go to practice, the only way my mum would convince me to go is by saying, when you come home and you finish your hour of swimming, you can have a hot chocolate and to this day hot chocolate is still my favorite drink and if I'm ever cold before practice you will find me with a hot chocolate in my hand moving on from there at the age of nine my parents decided that I should go try out a new club called Hamilton Aquatics and before I dive into my journey about Hamilton Aquatics I'll give you a bit of background on who they are uh, it is a swim club in the Middle East, Dubai, led by Chris Tidy and head coach Ash Morris. This is a program which has seen immense success, not only on the national but international stage. They have multiple Olympians associated with the program. Uh, the most successful is a Serbian swimmer called Velimir Stefanovic he was a olympic finalist for the 200 m butterfly at the london 2012 olympics a european champion in the 200 and 400 freestyle at the 2014 berlin games and among him he is met by other incredible international athletes who have reached the top of their sport not only for their country but for their continents and beyond My journey did not start that way. I came in as a nine-year-old swimmer who did not know how to tumble turn. This held me back a little bit. And for the life of me, I just could not figure out how to do it. There was something about rotating in the water and trying to land my feet on a wall, which just scared me. So, For well over a year I was the only kid in the training group Who was doing touch turns And to be honest with you guys Kind of embarrassing For a 10 year old at my time Um, But my head coach Ash Morris Had faith in me Believed in me And we were eventually able to Teach me how to tumble turn Uh, Ash when he first came to the program Was 21 years old I'm sitting and recording this podcast today as a 20 year old, and it still still is incredible to me how a 21 year old was able to leave the UK, come to Dubai on his own, and take over a group of swimmers which you could ask him yourself have achieved more than he could have possibly imagined. So Ash, if you're listening, from the bottom of my heart, I want to thank you for the impact you've not only had on my swimming, but my personal life. I miss you and I will see you in December. Now, moving on from that, let's kind of discuss the term Muppet. Muppet in the British language is a light term for a fool or someone who's a wee bit silly. Uh, it is non-offensive and is used in a humorous way, uh, in a very light-hearted way. You can ask any of my former teammates. Uh, when I was younger, I definitely fitted the mold for a Muppet. And to this day, I still fit the mold for a Muppet. Um, and it, I think I have to share an example with you guys of just the type of swimmer I was when I was younger. I used to get disqualified all the time and I'm not just talking occasionally I'm talking multiple events in a row multiple dqs in each event somehow Uh, I remember once I was swimming a 200 IM long course and I managed to get dq'd five times saying that out loud I am still confused as to how that managed to happen but If anyone is listening and you've been DQ'd five times or more in a race, please reach out to me, and I would love to hear how. So, putting aside all my DQs, Hamilton really gave me an opportunity to leave Dubai and get some race exposure back in the United Kingdom. And this, to me was a great opportunity i was young i was hungry and i wanted to see how i compared to you know the uk dubai as some of you may not know uh, is a small pond and it has big fish in it but the uk even at 10 years old was considered the ocean and the next stepping stone in trying to progress my swimming career let's just say it didn't go smoothly as planned the first time I left home to go on my uh, international swim trip. I remember it like it was yesterday. I was 10 years old, and we went to a place called Norwich in the UK for their Easter invite. We were staying in one of the college dorms there, and we had a room to ourselves. As a 10 year old, a room to myself, on a trip, this was great, I could stay up late, I could eat candy, I could watch British TV, it it was a dream, but that meet alone, I think I got DQ'd in 5 out of my 6 races, I came last in every race, and uh, there's one story which, ask anyone from Hamilton, is something which I'm remembered by. Um, I believed that you could iron your jammers and by ironing them, they would dry faster. As a 10 year old, I thought this was a great idea and I was an innovator by thinking this way. Completely wrong. So in between, in between sessions, I think I just found the two back and I was getting ready for my two breast. I decided to iron my skins and unplugged the iron, holes in my skins, obviously. And I thought that this device, which magically heats up, must magically cool down instantly. So I ended up walking stomach first into an iron. And for the rest of the meat, I can find the photos, but there is a 10-year-old kid with iron marks on his stomach. Because he is a Muppet. Ten years later, and I still consider myself a Muppet both in and out of the pool. Leaving that me, I almost felt a sense of failure. And the reason being is I'd left the small pond of Dubai. And I tried to dive headfirst into the ocean of British racing. And it did not go my way at all. I was left wondering, you know, is this sport for me? Should I be taking it as seriously as I am? Or should I find something else to do with my time after school? But my gut told me, Lewis, stick with it. Soon enough, you'll start to reap the rewards of your efforts. And luckily enough, that success came at the summer of 2012. I competed at the British Summer Nationals, which is a yearly event that takes place every July and is held in Sheffield, UK, at a venue called Ponds Forge. To the UK and the Dubai listeners, if you've had a chance to race at Ponds Forge, I'm sure you have some great memories from that pool. I know Hamilton Aquatics does, and Cameron Matthews, if you're listening, I know you're a huge fan of Ponds Forge. But that meet, for me, I went in there with zero expectations. The summer of 2011... I was watching it on live stream and I told my mum, I want our family to holiday to be in Sheffield because that's the place I want to be next summer and I want to be competing with the nation's best. Fast forward a year and I had made that goal. As soon as I stepped on the poolside there, I felt like I had achieved what I'd been dreaming of for the last year. I was merely there just to experience it, race against some fast kids and just soak up the atmosphere of British racing. And the one event that will always stick out to me was the 200 meters freestyle. I was ranked dead last in the entire meet and for my age group. But I went from dropping a 2.14.9 all the way down to a 2.06 and managed to come second overall in the nation. This was not only a shot to myself, but to my family and my coaches, you know, they were they were almost as stunned as I was. And this race really is where the Muppet Speed motto was founded. I didn't realize it at the time, but speaking and creating this podcast, I now realize that that event, that race, it's where the Muppet Speed identity was formed. I was 12 years old. I was not fully matured yet. And I didn't know The feeling of how much a 200 freestyle could hurt. So I took it out as fast as I could for 150 and I flipped first at the wall. I remember coming off that wall feeling great, and as soon as I took that first stroke on the 450 I felt like I had been hit by a train. I was struggling for a dear life to make it down to the end of the pool and I was overtaken in the final 25. But I touched the wall, I got out, managed to grab myself a silver medal and most importantly, I made myself and my family proud. I'm a big believer in the idea that there are certain events and memories in your life that have shaped you to be the person you are today. For me, one of those events was that 200 freestyle. I didn't realize it at the age of 12 but those 2 minutes and 6 seconds of exercise in a hole in the ground filled with water taught me more about myself than I could have ever imagined it taught me that it's okay to fail it taught me patience and it taught me that hard work, grit and determination will help you achieve your goals now Leading into my next topic here, patience is definitely needed in our current climate. I'm sure the rest of you, like myself, have spent the last six to seven months living in the uncertain. And I have to applaud the people listening right now for your patience. Every day we wake up and we're unsure of what this pandemic is gonna bring upon us and That patience and resilience that we have built up every single day since we were put in this situation is something to be proud of. There are not many times where collectively we have been tested like this, but through all that is going on, our patience and determination is being tested daily. Sometimes I fail at it and I am more than okay with failure because without failure, how will I ever know what it feels like to succeed? I can sit here seven months later saying I definitely have a better grasp on this whole pandemic, but there are still days where I will fail, but it makes the days where I succeed 10 times sweeter. Whilst we're on the topic of success and failure, I'm gonna take you guys to 2015. This was perhaps one of the biggest up and down points in my swimming career Uh, in April I had the chance to compete at a meet called British Trials this acted as a qualifying event for athletes to make an international meet for the seniors such as Adam Peaty, Ben Proud, Shavon Marie O'Connor this was their chance to try and qualify for the world championship team for juniors like myself our meet was the European Youth Olympic Festival This is a bi-annual event which celebrates international athletes and gives them a chance to compete in Olympic-like conditions. They're put in an Olympic Village. The meet schedule is the same as the Olympics and it's a chance to show these athletes what it's like to compete at Olympic Games. I was trying to qualify in the 50, 100 and 200 freestyle. I believe I swam the 100 freestyle first and luckily enough i won it at 15 years old i went a 51.8 i touched the wall first and i thought wow that's my ticket booked i'm gonna go to the european youth olympic festival all i have to do now is compete at a high level for the rest of my events and i should be a shoo-in unfortunately i told you guys earlier my journey in swimming has not been a straight line And this meet proved to be so. In the space of two days, I'd went from feeling on top of the world to the bottom of it, essentially. Next up, I competed in the 50 freestyle. I went into the final, the youngest competitor, again, just like the 100, ranked second. And as soon as they said, take your marks, I twitched. And for that entire race, I swam it with a doubt in the back of my mind that I was going to get DQ'd. I touched the wall in a 23-9, finished second place. Didn't want to look at the scoreboard because I knew what was about to happen. But as soon as those results came official, I went to the bottom of the screen with the DQ next to my name. This was the first time I'd ever been DQ'd on a big stage and... I didn't know how to handle it. I got out the water. I went straight to swim down. I didn't speak to anybody. And mentally, I was very thrown off. The next day, I competed in the two hundred freestyle. I thought, this is my redemption shot. I can do this. I can still make it to that European Youth Olympic Festival. I just have to keep my head in it. I line up on the blocks. I go down, take your mark and there's another twitch. This time, the twitch was much more obvious, and I knew as soon as I dove in that my chances of making that meet were over. They weren't gonna take a kid who got DQ'd twice out of three events. And I think I touched in a 159, and I left that meet completely and utterly devastated. I had come home, the team had come out, I had not made it, and my coach Ash sat me down. You can let this failure define you, or you can use it to drive your passion to succeed. I had already felt failure in a very big way, and I was hungrier than ever to feel some success. So from the months of April to July, that is what I held on to every single day. And whilst all the other British athletes went to compete at the European Youth Olympic Festival Games, I went back to Sheffield, back to Ponds Forge, with a mission. That was to see how fast I could go in comparison to those boys. I competed in the 50, the 100, and the 200 freestyle, along with the 100 butterfly. The 100 butterfly was my first event, and it was a big success. I had got a bronze medal in an event which was my fun event, essentially. And then, over the next couple of days, I had the chance to compete in the 100 freestyle, the 200 freestyle, and the 50 free. It was here where the roller coaster starts going up very, very quickly for me. Uh, In the 100 freestyle, I went a 51-2, broke the English age group record for 15 year olds, and would have placed second at the European Youth Olympic Festival. I was on a high. I had got a taste of success, but I was hungry and I wanted a lot more of it. Move on to the 200 freestyle. I went a 153 as a 15 year old, touched first in it, avenged my second place from over three years ago, and would have finaled at the European Youth Olympic Games. The final event was the men's 50 freestyle. I went a 23 6. I would have come third at the European Youth Olympic festivals and also broke another 15 year old English age group record. That meet was another defining moment in my swimming career. It taught me the power of self-belief and that we are not defined by our past but our past shapes us to who we are today. I could have let myself be defined by my failures at the 2015 trials but instead I used it as a motivator I recognize that My past has had a lot of failures in it But I use it as motivation And a drive to push myself forward To go achieve those successes and goals in life After the summer of 2015 I was still left with a lot of hunger And a lot of goals which I needed to achieve in the pool The biggest one being Make an international junior team that opportunity came to me when i was 17 years old and i was selected to compete at the world junior championships in indianapolis usa this was the second time i was flying across the pond to the united states and i couldn't have been more excited i came off a very successful british trials having broken two more english records for 17 years old i was ready to go but as i have told you guys already in this podcast my journey in the pool has been anything but a straight black line i arrived at that meet and it was one of the highest caliber meets to this day i've still ever competed in i raced in the 50 and the 100 freestyle 50 freestyle was up first i had a good heat swim a 227 7 and made it into the semi-finals I actually think I was next to Michael Andrews. I'm sure a few of you know him. World Championship finalist, US record holder, an incredible athlete. I get on the blocks for that race, take your marks, and there's another twitch. This time I twitched with my mum and my sister in the crowd. After they had flown over from Dubai To watch me compete I swam the entire race I had done enough To where I'd be in a position For a swim off To make the World Junior Championships final And as I'm looking up at the scoreboard I see the official results come up And there's my name again Bottom of the list With the DQ next to it And the British flag next to my name And they will tell you that your failures will build you up. But in this exact moment, I, I felt horrible. I felt like I had let my country down, myself down and my family, to be completely honest with you. And I, I left that race with tears in my eyes. I went back to the cool down pool, swam, got back in, didn't speak to any, anyone sounds like 2015 all over again and i tried to mentally recoup for the 100 freestyle a couple days later unfortunately i had overcome a dq at a national event but i'd never experienced it on an international stage and mentally it got the better of me i had then swam the 100 freestyle and from the 50.0 i went in april i ended up going a 51.2 so, I added over a second. And yet again, I left that meet with a sense of doubt and a sense of failure in the back of my head. And funnily enough, me and my coach had another talk on failure and success. And this is what's going to lead me to my next story. Welcome to the 2018 European Junior Championships. This meet was my final competition as a junior and my final hurrah before i went off to college i wanted to go out on a bang let's backtrack a couple months though april 2018 british trials again to qualify for the meet me and the boys in hamilton rock up in edinburgh and we're ready to go it was our time we felt on top of the world and we just wanted to race I swam the 50 and the 100 freestyle and the 100 freestyle at that particular event was the first time i won my british championship title that meant that i was the fastest man in britain at that time and that is something which is never going to leave me there are a select number of british champions out there and i am lucky enough to be able to call myself one of them I then also came second in the 50 freestyle for the senior event and was under the qualifying times to make that European junior team. I left Edinburgh, not feeling a sense of doubt or failure, but a sense of accomplishment. I had had a successful meet. I was ready to go home, take a short break and then make my final push my senior year. I get home, I take a week off, I come back to the pool and I was too hungry. I wanted to go a hundred percent straight away and I ended up, uh, injuring my right shoulder. Um, pretty bad tendonitis. And I was out the water for over three months and considering that I was going to be racing in July. I really didn't have much time to get in shape so instead of swimming I spent most of that time until I left for that meet doing dry land instead of 15 meter sprints in the water it was sixty meter sprints on land it was running biking as much as I could physically do to try and stay fit and still be allowed to compete at that meet uh, when that injury took place, uh, part of me was very scared. I thought, will my college let me in? Will they accept me? Will I be allowed to compete with the team? Who knows? But I got in a place where me and my coach were confident enough to send me off and go race. So we turned up in Finland and I swam... The 50 freestyle, the 100 freestyle, and a couple relays. The 50 freestyle is the success story out of all of this. I had made my goal the year before of making a junior meet internationally. Now I wanted some silverware. My first piece of silverware came when I was a heat swimmer for the mixed 4x100 freestyle. I was the anchor leg and I went a 49-2. After just doing dryland training for three months, I was very pleased with that, and I got to watch my teammates compete in the final and earn our nation a silver medal. Then my turn individually came up, and that was the 50 freestyle. In this competition, you had to swim it three times in one day. You had the prelims, the semifinals at night, and then an hour later, the finals. I managed to drop time in each of these and I came away with a bronze medal. I remember lining up from the final and only an hour after swimming the semi-final and I was carefree. I knew that my journey with Hamilton, my journey as a junior was coming to an end and I was in control of my story at this point. To me, it didn't matter how the last couple months had gone, all the setbacks I'd faced with my shoulder. This was essentially my time, and I was going to go out on my own terms. And I dove in that race, I swam my heart out, I touched the wall. took me a wee second to find out where I came, but I'd achieved the bronze medal with my coach Ash from home watching my parents watching on the live stream, and my fellow teammates. And that, that race for me was also another success story. I had finished my senior year of college and my junior swimming career on my terms, and I felt ready to officially move across the pond and begin my life as a D1 athlete. Tune in next week to hear my journey as a D1 athlete thus far and listen to the stories of three freshmen on the University of South Carolina Swim and Dive. We'll be discussing a variety of topics from their expectations after committing to this program, how it feels to have left home, and the biggest question of all, how is it being a freshman in college during a worldwide pandemic? I'm your host, Lewis Burris, and cheers for tuning into the Muppet Speed Podcast.